On this episode of Aka Education, Justin speaks with acapella guru and goddess Amanda Cornaglia. Amanda discusses her involvement in the D.C. Metro acapella scene, the growth of Acaville Radio, and Acapella Masterclass, a high-quality, module-focused resource available to all educators looking to expand their acapella knowledge. Let's get ready. It's time for some Aka Education. It's Hey everybody, it's Justin Glodish and welcome to episode 40 of the Aka Education Podcast. With me this week, I have pretty much the the woman who does it all, um, I would like to think, in the acapella world. Um, she's in, in charge of Acaville Radio. She's the station manager there. Um, she coordinates for Acapella Masterclass. She's the owner of Clear Harmony. She's a longtime performer. She does this, she does that, she does the other thing. She might even bake you cookies one day. I don't know. <laughs> Amanda Cornaglia, welcome to the Aka Education Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. And I want to talk about Acaville first because um, thanks to you, uh, Acaville Radio has actually been helping the podcast itself. It airs you know, a couple times a week and there's a lot of great podcasts on there, but it's really become the one-stop shop for all acapella music. So um, as station manager for Acaville, can you talk a little bit about the history and, and what people can find when they go there? Sure. Um, so Acaville started about six years ago, although we're in that time warp, so it might, we might be closer to seven um, mm. by Aaron Director, who is my boss. And mm. it started just as a 24-7 streaming radio station because um, he couldn't find anywhere that was playing reliably playing acapella. So he's like, well, it's not out there, so I'll do it myself. <laughs> and then for about five years, they ran it all volunteer. And um, they have a board of three. So it's Aaron Director, his wife, Dana, and Rachel Schoenbaum. And they kind of carried the load uh, as volunteers and were running the station and were going to events. Um, they started doing podcasts like The Spotlight um, and Competition Countdown, where they'd go and they'd interview the groups that were involved, put a little live music in. And then I came on board about th- almost three years ago now. And um, I'm part-time. So they actually they actually pay me to do this, which is really fantastic. That's cool. Um, but we've expanded into more live streaming. They had started to dabble in it a little bit, um, but now we we live stream most of the Casa events, a lot of the AEA events, um, and then random as we as we pick them up um, throughout the year. Which last year didn't happen, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back at it. And then we we do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Um, most of our efforts are to promote things that are pe- that other people are doing. So mm-hmm. any chance we get, so during the pandemic, we've offered live streaming of concerts where groups could record their their set if they were able to get together, the smaller groups, and we would play it like a concert and get tickets for that and, and stuff like that for them. Um, mm-hmm. And then this actually came about before the pandemic was even, we were aware of anything that could happen. But Mark Silverberg approached us about acapella masterclass. 
Mm -hmm. So we expanded into more education because we were doing a little bit here and there, but this one was a big jump up for us. Right. Awesome. And um, with Acaville Radio, um, you had mentioned the concerts and, and actually um, I recall I saw one not that long ago with a Pipeline Vocal Project, yes. uh, the three lovely ladies from Alaska. Phenomenal concert. And it's great to, that you're involved in the live stream gig because you know, with all of the, the events that would have taken play this place this year, you know, hopefully once they start coming back, you know, you, you already have your foot in the door with that and to continue bringing more of that live uh, streaming um, access to people who really can't get there. You right. know, like I know that I, I probably will not make it to Alaska <laughs> anytime <laughs> soon, but to be able to see those ladies perform was, was phenomenal. And I was glad exactly. that you were able to put that together. Now, acapella masterclass, um, which I'm a huge fan of just looking at some of the artists that are involved here. And actually we've had a few of them on, on the I'm program. Sure. In fact, uh, Mark Silverberg was on and he, him and I had actually talked with uh, Evan Feist. This was well, like maybe like a month prior to the announcement of acapella masterclass. But then you look like Drew Wheaton, Kristen Dennehy, Bob Stoloff, Lisa Forkish, just to name a few. Um, give us a little bit more about acapella masterclass. So Mark Silverberg actually went and got his doctorate in acapella. He essentially mm -hmm. created his own doctorate and he approached us uh, in the fall of 2019. Yes. <laughs> in the fall of 2019 about putting together this online, similar to the more popular, more mainstream masterclass. We tried to come up with something more creative and then we we're like, nope, acapella masterclass sounds great. Um, mm -hmm. where we would approach the best in the business, have them do 10 to 20 really like bite-sized lessons. And then Mark would create a curriculum around those lessons. Um, so each uh, module comes with a couple of lessons. The lessons come with homework um, or activities that you can do in relation to whatever the instructor is talking about. And then we offer a Facebook, a private Facebook group for anybody that takes the class so they can go in there and the instructors are all in there and they can ask questions and either the instructor or Mark or I will answer them. Mm. So it, it does operate a lot like the regular master class series. So, right. and once you have a class, you have access to it forever and sneak peek now that we're going to, in the next couple of months, we'll have more than 10 of them up. So we're going to start a subscription just like master class where you buy a year and you can have access to all of them. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, right now courses are just 39, they start at 39 bucks. That's, that's yep. great with all of the resources that you get, you know, especially for educators out there who, who listen to the podcast, who are looking to incorporate, you know, barbershop or, you know, songwriting approaches with Aaron Jensen, who, you know, who worked with uh, Schitt's Creek, yes. you know, um, amongst <laughs> other, amongst other places, there's some really like high quality um, artists and, and educators within, within this acapella masterclass. And, um, you know, just to give you a kind of heads up, you know, Kristen Dennehy, who's been like a choreographer to the stars, basically. Yeah. Backstreet Deke. Boys, oh, Taylor yeah. Swift. And, yeah. Sing -off. I mean, we know her from Sing Off, but I mean, I get to edit. My my biggest role in this is editing all of the classes, all the videos. And mm -hmm. um, I work with Mark, who then puts them together with the lessons. And I'm coordinating with these artists and it's just, I'm editing and I've been doing this for over 20 years now and I'm still learning. I'm like, oh, let me go back and watch that little part again because he said something really valuable that I hadn't thought of before. So, I mean, it is a steal and I wish there were, there are ways to tell people like, it doesn't matter if you're a beginner or an mm -hmm. expert, there's something that you can take away from these classes. 
Oh yeah. And especially for the cost, you know, one of the big things that, you know, at least here in New York state, they always look for professional development opportunities for, for educators. Now I, I'm not sure if acapella masterclass provides the, the CTLE hours that we discuss <laughs> in class, but it shouldn't matter. Like this is something that it will totally in, in, improve your and enhance your experience in the classroom. You know, just looking at Lisa Forkish's teaching acapella for social change with everything going on in the world right now, Lisa is like one of the top educators to really like talk about that subject and um, just love seeing her face on there. I think that's great. Yeah. And, uh, and then Drew, you know, Drew, we, I had him on here a while ago and just his, his, his expertise in barbershop, just he's perfect for, perfect for this. Yeah. And so. the way that they go about it, it's, you don't have to be an insider to understand their classes. Mm-hmm. So they don't use like, you can go into a room full of barbershoppers and not understand a word of what they're saying, but that's not the way that Drew did his class. So it's really accessible in that way. That's great. And they're all pretty much asynchronous. It's not, yep, you know, everything's you're asynchronous. not tied to, you're not tied to like a limit of, you know, once you get it, it's yours right. basically. Exactly. Right? You have access to it forever. That's awesome. You know, uh, especially for, you know, a lot of the younger, you know, college graduates that are, you know, looking to continue pursuing something like this to really look into it. It's, it's, it's affordable. It's cheap. It's not like you're going in for, you know, the graduate credit where you're paying, you know, $400 a credit, you know, it's very, very affordable and accessible. Yes. As a grad student that just got my summer semester bill. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, you know, we, my wife and I joke that um, we'll be paying off my student loans Probably when my son is about to be, he's in kindergarten now, probably when he starts his freshman year of college, I'll still be just paying off my student loans. That's yeah. it's rough. Um, you know, so I'm looking at some of the names you had uh, mentioned to me earlier. Um, Paul Sparaza, you know, who we've had on the podcast, mm-hmm. Blake Lewis, who like, God, I remember, I remember he was on an American Idol the same year that my group was on America's Got Talent. And we, we both got mentioned in the, uh, the Pitch Perfect book that Mickey Rapkin <laughs> put together at the end. And it was just, I was honored to be like mentioned in the same page as Blake Lewis, <laughs> you know, but uh, just in uh, Chris Harrison, you know, yeah. another phenomenal acapella guy. These are all people just coming up yeah. and it's, it's not stopping and I love it. So um, acapella masterclass folks, you really should check it out. It's acapellamasterclass.com. Very easy to navigate through and, and check out. Yeah. So, and once the pandemic is over and I start traveling again, which is, is coming soon, um, I'm fully vaccinated. So getting mm. back on planes again soon, we'll be able to roll these out faster because during this pandemic, we had to actually create what we're calling the sisterhood of the traveling equipment. And we've <laughs> been shipping the equipment from one instructor to the next. And as we all know, USPS has been slow. The Canada Post has been even slower. So... Mm-hmm. It's, it's slowed down our production a little bit. So we're excited to start rolling them out even faster. Fantastic. And Acaville actually sponsors that, correct? Yes. Yep. Awesome. So we put it on um, in conjunction. Mark Silverberg is our, he's the head of he's curriculum. He's Doc Acapella, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, he is Doc Acapella. <laughs> um, now, what are some of the other um, programs that you have on Acaville? And how could one potentially, you know, say we have listeners out there who, you know, their group released an album, how could they go about maybe getting their stuff played on Acaville Radio? 
just reach out to us. Um, we have one central email um, on air at Acaville.org. We each have our own emails that are just our first name at Acaville.org as well. But if you send it there, we all see it and just say, hey, we're coming out with this album and we have multitude of programs that we can put you on. So right mm -hmm. now, um, The Pulse is a popular one with Rachel. It's a 30-minute show, and she usually does a little bit of interview. Um, and then if you're trying to highlight some released music, it'll play during the show. Um, we also have Tacapella, which is an mm -hmm. hour long, and they won't play any of the music, but of course you get a whole hour to talk about whatever you want, pretty much. Right. Um, we have the spotlight, which is usually for groups that are attending festivals, and then they'll mm -hmm. sing live. Um, competition countdown, which was mm -hmm. a little different this year, but we still right. managed to pull off a couple of interviews. Um, and then I host a podcast called Vocal Perspective, so that puts a highlight on uh, women and female identifying members of the community. Um, so if and mostly, like, I th I'm sure people hear that name and they're like, oh, it's probably all feminism, you know, women power. But it's really just sometimes those topics come up. But for the most part, it's really just let me you're doing something great. Let's highlight it. Let's mm -hmm. let's share that with the world. Um, we also do Friday Night Live. Um, so if you record your show when you have a live concert again, um, even if we're not there to stream it for you, if you record it and send it to us, we'll play it during our Friday Night Live um, we have Sing Radio, so mm -hmm. a half hour every Friday that features uh, the best of Canadian acapella, and that's hosted by Dylan Bell and Subha Shankaran, which mm -hmm. they're two of the best Canadian artists <laughs> out there. And we have Shop Talk, which is two hours of barbershop, and then the barbershop seventh hour, which is um, it's run by one of the BHS staff. So he often comes, digs out like live performances from past internationals, and it's pretty incredible. We get access to a lot of really exclusive tracks. And then this week we're starting, um, we are starting the Cal radio show. It's yet to be named. We're still finalizing that, but Contemporary Acapella League, the board members are going to take turns hosting and just highlighting uh, league groups, which are post-collegiate adult groups. That's cool. I remember when uh, Contemporary Acapella League got started through Casa yeah. not that long ago, a while back. And, yeah, um, it's been around the amount like of groups 12, that really... 12 years? No, no. 14 years now. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually right around the time that I, I was singing with uh, with the Fault Line. I remember <laughs> that it was starting up and snowballing and it's grown into something pretty amazing. A lot of, I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize how many semi-pro or professional adult groups there are after, you know, post-collegiate like there's a lot of groups out there yeah. in fact you're in one you're, <laughs> i am i'm you in, are a in one uh, called uh, uh the one i was looking at was uh, is snow day yes. you know which which we're very used to here in new york i mean i'm sure down in the dc <laughs> virginia area you might be as well so uh how did how did snow day start and um how's it been working through the pandemic i believe i recently saw that you actually were able to do a live performance recently yeah and we person do... masked and whatnot but it was still <laughs> yeah. live so snow day's been around so the first group i started was euphemism which is a cal group and so that group didn't really have uh the goal of becoming full-time i remember them <laughs> yay well we're still we're still going we're just quiet now because the group was like and eh, we'll see you when the pandemic's over we'll go back to mm. this but snow day actually came about I was talking to Euphemism and I said, you know, I think I might want to try to make a career out of this. I love arranging. I love performing. Um, 
I really looked up to Blue Jupiter and Ball in the House. And then mm -hmm. two weeks after that conversation, I get an email from an arts organization here. that said, we're looking to put a, because Almost Recess had moved out of the D.C. area, and they said, we're looking to put a, an acapella group on our roster. Would you be interested? <laughs> and I sat on my couch and cried and said, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so in three weeks, I pulled together. Uh, people from Euphemism kind of stood in to help me get it off the ground. Mm -hmm. um, we did. We were a quartet at first. We did um, an audition for the arts organization, which is now called Art of Eight, and they approved us for the roster. And then we did another audition in front of the Maryland State Arts Council, which means that schools can apply for grant money to pay for mm -hmm. our assemblies. So, yeah, so for the last 13 my gosh, 14 years, we've been going into D.C., Maryland, Virginia schools for the most part. And mm -hmm. we do assemblies um, and we'll do workshops. Uh, we do two different assemblies. We do one that's acapella history. So we teach them a little music theory. We go through from Gregorian chant all the way to pentatonics. Um, and then we have another show, which is I actually like this one the best. Um, it's called Be Aka Awesome, mm -hmm. which we started, you know, back when Aka was used as a pre prefix for everything, but the kids love mm -hmm. it. And that whole thing, we used acapella to teach the kids self-confidence and being, you know, it's, it was our answer to the call for more anti-bullying programming. Mm -hmm. So instead of focusing on the don't be a bully, we focused on, okay, here's how you can feel good about yourself. And we use acapella to do that. So we have one of our members comes in and she's a good singer, but she's really shy and she's really awkward on stage. And throughout the course of the show, we show them tips on posture and mindset and how to support somebody when you see that they're struggling. And um, it's, a, it's a really fun performance. The kids get into it. That's cool. So, but yeah, everything got shut down. Actually, mm -hmm. one of the snow day shows was the last thing I did as a normal person in normal times. <laughs> um, and our last show, I, we had bleach wipes. We had hand sanitizer. We usually go out in the audience with the kids. We, we had a huge separation even mm -hmm. then. And while we were at that show, we got a call saying the show for the next day had been canceled because they were not going to let outdoor or outside groups into the buildings. Mm -hmm. um, and that was it. So over the summer we put together a virtual show. So we found a place outside um, where we sang. We were in masks, except when we were singing and like really far away from each other, but we use in-ears and microphones. So right. that was easier for us to do. We filmed it. Um, and then what we do is we, we play the clips and in between we're on the, the Zoom platform. Mm -hmm. And we do all of the talky parts live. So we'll teach live and then we'll say, okay. And then here's us performing since the five of us can't perform together. Almost. Right. We're almost there. But right. Um, so it, it was, it worked better than we thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> and there's certain things that we can do because it's recorded. Um, but I also give a lot of credit to teachers. We were watching the kids and like their feet were up in the camera. <laughs> they were all yes. bringing their stuffed animals to show us their <laughs> stuffed animals at home. And we were kind of, kind of getting tours of kids' houses. It was, it was interesting, but we're used to that. Um, the kid part is my, my favorite part because I was a teacher for a while. And mm -hmm. um, being able to kind of combine education and performing has been it's my secret. Everyone knows me for all of these other things, but snow day is probably my favorite thing that I do. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, you talk about the kids, you know, as educator, you know, and I, my mother has been an educator for, you know, several years, you know, she teaches fifth grade now and she says the same thing. She used to teach kindergarten, but you know, the, uh, the feet or, you know, the kids playing the video games, you know, or they see, you see the glare of the TV in the background (laughs) and the eyes just kind of wander, you know, those kinds of things. But one of the things that I love that you mentioned is the, is the kids because, you know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, we always give praise to a lot of the high school groups or the collegiate mm-hmm. groups, but we never really take the time to thank the elementary educators. Yes. Because when you think about it, every student goes through some sort of music, general music, chorus, band, whatever, in the elementary school program. And it's up to those teachers to really engage those students so that they continue on with it in middle school. And then it's my job, you know, and other middle school (laughs) teachers around the country to make sure that they stick with it for the next three years. So when they get to the high school, they get all that praise, you know, with the high school teachers, you know, so, but Um, when you go in, yeah. But when you go in as, you know, this performing group and, and really engage the students, because I I remember doing the same thing and just doing, you know, um, God, the banana boat song and literally doing a conga line through, <laughs> yep. through the cafetorium, we whatever you want to call sing it, you know, Africa, we sing happy, we sing mm-hmm. lion sleeps tonight. We sing all of it and the kids love it. And, yeah. you know, we often go into schools and we say, we're going to have them sing with us. And the teachers are like, no way, there's no way. And in approximately 45 seconds, we teach them three parts. We divide the audience in two and each side of the audience learns three parts to happy. And mm-hmm. we have an entire cafetorium. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Cafetoriumnasium, or we, we have different names for them, um, uh-huh. of them singing and they sing the whole song with us. And you just see the teachers go, what just, what just happened? And they're singing yeah. in harmony too. And they're like, I, I don't understand what's happening right now. And I'm like, well, we just got your six-year-olds to sing in harmony yeah. in 30 seconds. So it can be done. And I think a lot of it is we sing songs they know, we sing songs they love, and they, we keep it simple. And they, we go through it so quickly that they don't even realize that they're learning. We actually make a joke about that in the show. We're yeah. going gonna to take you through 2,000 years of Western music. It's time for the educational portion. And they're like, what? <laughs> no. But by the end, they're going home and telling their parents about, um, you know, medieval composers. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. they, they remembered, though, because we make a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we make a Hans Hosler joke and then they go home and tell their parents that they learned about Hans Hosler. Who's that? Is, is, is he the, is he the janitor? Like, no, <laughs> you know, but, uh, I, I love the idea of selling the entire, like, well, not the entire history, but really bringing it from beginning to end, getting mm-hmm. them singing three part harmony. That takes me back to like when I saw Ben Folds in concert and he yeah. literally made the, the audience sing in, in three part harmony. And my buddy and I are just like, Holy crap. This is amazing. And these are like people, you know, who, you know, are in their 20s up until their, you know, 50s. And then, but like six, you know, six-year-olds and seven-year-olds who might not under, understand or grasp the concept of harmony, they hear it and mm-hmm. it just becomes more engaging. I, I just, I totally dig that. I miss doing that. I'm not going to lie. I miss going <laughs> I into those elementary schools and, and performing with them and having that good time. Um, let's let's talk about the uh, the virtual, I wanted to, you mentioned that you did 
virtual performances, but then held, you know, held the Q and a sessions with the virtual. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's something that I've heard happen a lot, like with some of the performing groups that, you know, I've seen cut around like six appeal did a virtual concert, mm-hmm. um, recently. And, you know, I know that the real group just uh, participated in uh, Southwest um, Music Vocations uh, Vocal Jazz with yeah. uh, Dr. Jeremy Fox, and they did their um, real group like through the years, and they did you know the Q and A, but you're watching clips from like 1988 right. all the way up until today, you know, and that approach I think is is pretty neat because it gets you to be personable with everybody, but also show them what you do. Like, and you said you were worried about that approach. Was that something that, you know, that was a trial and error thing or was yours like, you know what, I think this, like, how did that come about? Um, Well, when we were first told that Maryland was going to, you know, sponsor and provide funding for virtual assemblies. I mean, first of all, schools here have been a mess. The state wants Mm -hmm. one thing, all of the individual counties want another thing. Um, And, Every month they were changing, like, okay, we're going to do it this way. And, like, they didn't even have time for assemblies. Like, they're like, we don't even know where to fit an assembly in. So we were like, well, we'll just wait. We'll be here and ready when they are. So when we finally got to do one, we, our biggest concern is um, we are very interactive. Um, We are out in the audience. We get the kids to do things with us. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just a, it's an energy thing. And we weren't sure if that energy would work over zoom. Um, but we, once we were able to get together, um, I think it was early September, we felt comfortable, like, okay, we can, it's warm enough. We can sing far apart. Um, we're not going to give each other COVID. We actually, you know, quarantined a little bit beforehand. So we would, we knew we were all okay. Mm -hmm. And we recorded the whole thing. Um, we just recorded everything we knew and then we edit, we clipped it, edited it together and then we're like, okay, we're going to send two or three of our members to be there to answer questions. And that first one, we're like, we have no idea what to expect. But the kids showed up. Um, it was funny. We, we kept seeing all the raise hand options, like, through the whole show, even though the music yeah. teacher's like, they'll answer questions at the end if there's time. <laughs> but, I mean, and we could see. Unfortunately, I couldn't see anyone. But all the other mm-hmm. members of the band could see the kids. And they're like, no, they're dancing and they're getting into it. Um, So, I mean, it was nice. It worked. It was different, but the Mm -hmm. kids got to see that we were still working and we got to answer questions almost in the same way that we answer them in the room. So that's good. And uh, this actually leads, this is kind of a nice segue. We actually had Dr. J.D. Frizzell on a couple weeks ago uh, talking about NAC, the National Acapella Convention, which was supposed to be this year. I was so devastated because it lined up (laughs) with the beginning of my spring break. So I wasn't going to miss any school time and I was ready to book a flight and everything. And now next year it doesn't line up, but I'm going to find a way anyway. I don't even care. Come on down. But, um, oh yeah. But, uh, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, getting the most out of the students and this, this convention is really looking to be one of the biggest acapella events in the world, educational events in the world. Um, you know, especially for high school, collegiate, even choral groups, you know, Mm -hmm. your entire choral program, like Dr. uh, Like, like JD, um, just call him JD, like JD said, you know, and uh, you're actually a part of that as well. Like I said, you pretty much do everything. I'm very recent. I'm a very recent addition to the team. Um, Mm -hmm. So basically I'm doing all the group sales. So if you want to come, I'm the one that you talk to and I'll answer all your questions. And you know, when JD called me, I was like, sure. Like this is going to be, I mean, I've been around acapella for over 20 years and I 
was very deeply involved in events for probably mm-hmm. about a decade. And this is going to be one of the best events ever, especially for getting younger people engaged yeah. and getting teachers to see the value in uh, acapella, bringing, putting acapella as part of their choral program mm-hmm. um, by giving them the opportunity to bring their choral program and, you know, some of the schools that have both, but also get to those choral programs that don't have an acapella program, see what value it can bring to them. And I mean, they've made it so easy. I mean, yeah. it's in Orlando, first yep. of all, what kid is going to be like, nah, I don't want to go on a trip to Orlando. <laughs> And everything, you know, everything is walkable. Everything is pretty much in that resort. So mm-hmm. the the atmosphere, I can only imagine how excited, you know, 2,000 kids, they're mm-hmm. all interested in the same thing, all living in this same space for two to three days um, is going to be pretty incredible because they, they feed off of each other. And there's going to yeah. be five headliners for them to learn from too. But when you see another person your age doing something that you want to do mm-hmm. that that changes you as a kid yeah and you know i remember going to just even like gosh the national acda conference in salt lake city you know like five years ago and just meeting with other educators but then you like you you pass the the bhs booth and <laughs> there's throngs of of people singing barbershop tags and things like that and you know, I can envision, you know, groups of students just hanging out, chilling, creating acapella songs on the spot, you know, taking the, that theory knowledge that they've learned from their own teachers and, and putting it to good use and just kind of like just tagging in, joining in. And who knows, you might be looking at the next the formation of another pentatonic someday, just, right. you know, meeting at this conference. So, um, so you're in charge of group sales and, and people would basically get a hold of you to really book their yep. book their way there. You just go on the acapellaconvention.com and you book a meeting and then you'll get a little you'll get a little Zoom invite for me and we'll sit and hang out. It only takes about 10 or 15 minutes, like answer all of your questions. I mean, JD and Shannon really set this up to be mm-hmm. so easy. Um, they've partnered with a travel company, a travel agency. Um, they've really they've got the schedule lined up. We've got information to give to administration to get it approved um, and show your administration why it's, you know, worthy of flying your kids down to Orlando and Mm -hmm. um, putting up for hotel rooms and things. And um, yeah, it was an, it was a no brainer when JD's like, can you come on the team and help out? And I'm like, yes, (laughs) absolutely. Because we need, we need this, this community needs this because as great as all of the other events that we have are, there's still, kind of insular like you have to be in the know to go to these events and this is this is a way to branch out to people that should know about us and should know more about acapella but maybe don't right i think with um you know with like boss and laugh all these casa sponsored events but then also the aea sponsored events that again it really kind of depends on where you are and maybe we lucked out with losing out on a lot this year because i mean this like i said this was supposed to happen in march of this year but mm-hmm. now you know uh jd and shannon and the team have had an extra year to truly prepare build off of what they already had planned mm-hmm. and um you know and knowing the two of them like they're workhorses they're, they they yeah. want to make sure that everything is right down to like the t make sure everything is perfect yeah and, and they're uh, models for the high school choral 
oh, yeah. arts because they both run incredible choral programs, just traditional mm-hmm. choral programs and some of the best acapella programs in the country, if not the world. Yeah. And I think you having them at the helm and just, you know, bringing together, God, I, I, I hope there's enough room at the resort. That's, that's my only concern is like, I hope there'll be enough room for everybody. You're gonna have to put some kids in palm trees or something right. with a hammock. Um, so you know, about but... that four kids per room, how about eight kids per room? Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, but I'm... I mean, we are expecting, we pretty much have the whole resort to ourselves, um, mm. save a handful of rooms that were booked before they put the block in place. This resort is going to be all acapella, all singing all the time. That's amazing. And and the and I haven't heard about the um, the five headliners, but JD has promised that they are epic, and <laughs> I I would not doubt that at all. I tried to get it out of him after our interview. I try to get it out of him. I don't even know. I'm on the team, yeah. and I don't even know yet. But he's, I I mean, he's... knowing his connections and knowing his quality standards, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not going to want to miss these. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I I I would not want to miss it for the world. Um, Amanda, you are everywhere and I love it. And uh, I, have, I have a personal thank you because um, if it wasn't for you, I, I wouldn't be a part of the Acaville radio team. You know, thank you for giving this oh, podcast a platform uh, every week, um, every Thursday. Um, I, I, I get used, to, I have to get used to the, cause it's every time it's announced on Instagram, I have to get used to the announced that it's announced in Pacific time. Yeah. I used to like, try to like <laughs> figure out where our target audience was and use that time zone. But it's, yeah. I mean, the station's technically based in Oregon. So I'm like, mm. you know what, what if we just put everything in Pacific time? And it's hard That's for fine. me too. Cause I'm on the East coast too. And I'm yep. like, what time is that? But now I, I, I'm really quick at, uh, time zone conversions. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I believe it's uh yeah seven o'clock on Thursdays yeah and then uh eight and eight eight a.m. and p.m. on Sundays yes. is when you can catch uh, the Aka Education podcast on uh, Acaville Radio Acaville.org. Um, so Amanda Cornaglia, thank you so much for joining me this week on the Aka Education podcast. We're gonna have links to everything Amanda talked about in our episode <laughs> descriptions. So uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, we'll be right back. That'll do it for episode 40 of the Aka Education Podcast. Thank you so much to Amanda Cornaglia for joining me this week. Make sure you check out the Acapella Masterclass. Make sure you check out National Acapella Convention. Make sure you check out Acaville Radio. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week. Be sure to check out the links in the episode description for resources from this week's episode. Follow the podcast on social media at AkaEd Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And follow me, Justin Glodish, at OfficialJGlow on TikTok and Twitter. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're found on Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. New episodes are released every Wednesday. You can also now tune into the podcast on Acaville Radio, acaville.org. If interested in supporting this podcast with a monthly donation, go over to anchor.fm slash podcast to do so. And if you ever have any questions about the podcast, suggestions on future guests, please email me at akaedpodcast at gmail.com or leave a voice message on the Anchor website. From the Aka Education Podcast, I'm Justin Glodish. We'll talk soon.